0: Ladies, ladies of leisure, ladies, ladies of leisure, ladies, ladies of leisure, leisure. Leisure. Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Elisa and this is one of our bonus episodes. So, one of the things that we had wanted to do was go over things that we leisure to that you don't normally hear in the episodes. We usually have our word of the week. And then we talk about all the things that happen with it. Lately, they've been a little rough, but then we go over our pillars and sometimes we don't always capture things that we're doing that we think people would be interested in. So we decided on our off weeks, we'll try to do a couple bonus episodes or a guest speaker to try to keep you guys engaged while we try to live by our word of the week for two weeks now. So let's get started. Do you guys often wonder what me and Slajana, oh, that's poor grammar, Slajana and I are reading? So often in the episodes, I'll say things like, oh, I'm on my like fifth book of the week or something like that. Slajana is a little bit more on the article reading, which is great. She keeps us very modernized. But we thought we'd highlight some of the books that we are reading that we normally don't get to in some of the episodes. So shocker to me, when I asked Slajana what she was reading, she said she was reading a book called What They Never Taught You in Harvard Business School. She says it's a good book. She really recommends it. I actually read the Blinkist summary. So the Blinkist summary is a app Blinkist. I mistakenly tried it as part of my try for the year word. And the Blinkist summaries are sometimes not very well thought out. There's been a couple books where I went on to read it and I was like, yeah, the summary did not do this justice. I'm surprised I actually read the book. This was one of those. So Slejana says, all the readers should take a look at what they never taught you in business school. The Blinkist summary for me kind of left me thinking, I don't actually need business school. The other book that she is reading is a book called Queenie. Queenie is a book that says it's Bridget Jones' Diary meets Americana. And it's Queenie Jenkins, a 25-year-old Jamaican-British woman living in London. Weird that Slajan is reading about someone living in London, straddling the two cultures, fitting into neither. Messy breakups. My favorite was including several hazardous men who do a good job of occupying brain space and a bad job of affirming self-worth. So she is reading that book. So far, she says she likes it. I'm sure we'll hear back from her soon about, was it really worth all of the things? On my front, I've been reading, shocker, like five books. One of them includes a book that My friend's sister published herself, and it's called Shit Now What. Obviously, the swear word on the cover was done very beautifully, but it's about her experiences becoming an adult. I am only about 10 pages into it, but it is fantastic. So I got to the part where she talks about how you should treat college and she also goes over what it means as a black female to go into a male-dominated field like science and how to treat college because you're paying for it and you're going to keep paying for it because many of us have to take out student loans. And it's refreshing. It's like hearing from an older sister. I also love the phrase, what the Fat Baby Ankle, which was in the first chapter. And I'm hoping that we could bring Erica Veal, who is the author, on the podcast to talk about like how she published a book and what made her want to write this book. But it is very good. You can go and find it. Shit Now What is what it's called. She's selling it on her website through her publishing company. Some of the other books I was reading are a little less learned. I just finished reading a decent book called Kiss of Vengeance. And it is, of course, about my favorite fairies. It's an Irish king who's been living for a while. And then he meets a girl who comes into her fairy powers, but he kind of wants revenge and she's in the middle of it. It was pretty decent. I highly recommend it. I think I had mentioned I was reading The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. The Fairfax County's Public Library has taken it back, but I managed to get 40% of the way through it. And that's the idea that you should definitely dump a good chunk of your stuff before you die. And it kind of reminisces if you've ever had to Make a giant move, which is what I just did and Jana just did. There are many things that you realize may mean something to you, but it's not going to mean anything once you go. So maybe you should decide what to do with it now or get rid of it because it's just a thing. The memories are still all your own. It's very Scandinavian. And I think the last two years, I have loved the Scandinavians on their very tough love attitude. Another book I'm reading is What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Blacker. And it's a memoir in essays about the author Damon Young and his experiences. I actually enjoy it. I find it digestible mostly because it's essays. So you can like read something, put it down, walk away. I hate when I have to like come up with for like a minute. What was I just reading? I'm trying to get into a book right now that's like that, where I've reread the first chapter a couple times because it's so dry toast. I forget what it's about. It's a young adult. Sometimes I get those. But in this one, it's uncomfortable stories about his experiences, but told in a way that I, I still find engaging. Sometimes they're uncomfortable funny. Like for instance, he talked about the polar bear club where they go and jump in cold water on New Year's Day. And he said it's a very white thing to do, especially considering they live, and he talks about his black brothers and sisters, they kind of live with an adrenaline high a lot, like just almost getting pulled over by the cops and switching the music to something more white sounding is enough to get your blood pumping. They don't need to go jump in the polar bear clubs, cold, but cold water type of thing. So it's just to give a different perspective, which especially these days, you know, just seeing the other side, just seeing a different way of looking at things Maybe it might just make you a kinder individual, and if anything comes out of "ladies of leisure," it's just be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. You're doing just fine. Some of the other books that I have, one of them is Wabi Sabi. I actually tried to get Slajana to do this word of the week, mostly of my love for foreign-sounding words. Wabi Sabi is the Japanese wisdom for perfectly imperfect life. Slogina kind of pointed out that we don't need perfectly imperfect life. That's what we're doing, and I agree with her. But in this case, it was a book. I think I got for like a dollar on Amazon. Basically, if Amazon offers me anything for ninety nine cents, I'm going to pick it up and start reading it. It's like uh, I'll throw a dollar at a book. That's fine. In this case, they're talking about how do you live life just satisfied with. A the example they give is a vase. it breaks, and you glue it back together, but the way you glue it back together to show off the cracks is have gold kind of threading those cracks. So now it's not that you've tried to put it back together like it was. You're now highlighting the fact that it was broken before, but you're almost celebrating it. I've not gone too far into that one, but I always do love good. Foreign word that we don't have in the English language, you know, like Swedish death cleaning. The last book I'm going to mention, I shared with a bunch of people. It's a subgenre of the romance category. I did not buy it, but I did look at it and I'm still kind of on the fence. It is Kissing the Coronavirus. And for those that want to check it out on Amazon, just type it in and it is a sexy green dude. And a girl kissing him on the cover. It is only 16 pages long, though. So she's a scientist, and it looks like she's kind of, you know, experimenting, but then it turns into a sexy encounter. I don't know. For 16 pages, I just said I would throw a dollar at something. I think this was slightly more than a dollar, maybe. And for 16 pages, I mean, I could write 16 pages on kissing the coronavirus. So I'm a little leery of going into that. But if anyone really needs to find the sexy side of the coronavirus, you're feeling bold and daring. It's out there on Amazon. It is waiting for you. So those are some of the books that we read that don't necessarily fit into our words of the week. As everyone knows, Slijana and I struggle with. Meditation. Slajana so keeps going back to it. I keep going back to it, but we both have very different feels on this. So Slajana so is back on the meditation, but as many of our longtime listeners know, she's a big fan of her Peloton, and she is doing her Peloton sleep meditation. I would love to hear from any listeners who have done Peloton. I know we have a couple of friends who are absolutely in love with it. I called our friend Carlene the other day and she said she had bought her the Peloton for her husband and he was on it at the time. I find that everyone who has a Peloton seems to enjoy it. There's no one that has kind of fallen off the bandwagon and not gone back. There's always that struggle to kind of go back, right? So it's been interesting to see Slojana. Get on something. It's almost like our pseudo class where it's been something that sustained us until COVID. She is still doing Peloton and she mentions that during our butter off the buns, but she's also trying the meditation. So that is something she's come back to. I'm just going to say, I'm probably never going back to meditation. I've given up on it. I have my walking meditation. It's gone better since I've moved because. I used to go on these walks with my little dog, Yoda. Some people on my personal Instagram have seen me with Yoda in the woods. It was beautiful. And I was really hoping when we made the move somewhere that I would have like a park to go and do that with. A block away from me, maybe not even because I can see the entrance from my house. There is a forest trail that like picks up and it's beautiful. And it lasts exactly... Fifteen minutes, if I want it to, or half an hour, which is the perfect walking meditation. Like if I need it right after lunch, or something like that. When I'm working from home, it that's as far as meditation I'll go. I will quote Gretchen Rubin from the Happy with Gretchen Rubin podcast, where she wrote an article. She's tried meditation, and it's just not worked for her. And I think that's me. I, I am going to state I'm not going to try. Although the word of my year is try. I tried. I gave it many attempts. I won't say no in the future, but I'm going to give myself a break and say it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) The other thing that Slajana is into, she said she's really into Throne. That's the name brand, vitamins. I... I have fallen off the wayside of taking my vitamins. I also am not super strict about it because I've seen studies where it says your body is only able to absorb like half of your vitamins. So sometimes you should take, cut your vitamin in half and take one at the beginning of the day and one at the end. So your body has a better attempt at absorbing all of it. But hey, every doctor says, are you taking a vitamin? So Slajana has started taking thrown own vitamins again to be determined on if it's working, but that is something that she's into and seems like it's a good idea. I don't know. I'm going to take my women's one a day and it's fine. I'll, I'll just stick with that right now. She also has an herb garden. Who is this lady? If I had to say what she was going to start when she went to London an herb garden was not going to be high on that list. She is doing some of the kitchen things that she wants to use in her cooking. Rosemary was one of them. I'm not going to lie, rosemary and me, we don't have a good relationship. Some of my friends love rosemary. I respect them. I'm just not a rosemary person and yet it's the it's one of the only perennial spices so it comes back every year I don't have to replant it why can't cilantro be like that I just want cilantro to grow in like a giant bouquet over and over the only thing I I think I've managed to sustain in my garden my kitchen garden was chocolate mint which is really great for mojitos but you know what else am i doing with it I have taught the kids to identify it and eat it. So there you go. They could sustain themselves on chocolate mint in the wilderness if I trusted them a little bit more. When the zombie apocalypse comes, they'll be fine. I do have high hopes in my new place because they actually get sun here. I've sat outside and there's been sun in my face as opposed to the backyard of my old house, which had beautiful. Old trees, but so shady. And they would get so mosquito y. I just remember taking my poor tomato plant and like moving it around the yard just to give it enough sun. Whereas when we moved in here, there were people that had planted tomatoes in a real tomato, in like a real vegetable box, and they grew tomatoes. So I know I can start next spring with a real tomato herb garden. So, Siljana, I'm coming after you for a real herb garden. I did get rid of, do you listeners remember something called the Arrow Garden? It was probably on one of those as seen on TV, which I absolutely love. It was a tiny grow light that would fit onto your kitchen counter and it would grow... In like a hydroponic setting, so there's like water, you had to have to fill the water like every so often. And it would basically grow like vegetables or like on a small scale, but vegetables and mostly spices or something like that. I had that. I did it twice. Turns out if you don't pay attention to it though, you would burn some of your spices and plants because you have to... Raise the light as they grow. Also, the light is so bright because it's a grow light, so it's meant to mimic the sun. So if you put it in the corner of your kitchen or something, it's it's so bright it would just it's obnoxious. So I put it in the basement, which then I would forget to water it. I would these were subpar plants coming out of it. I those didn't make the move. I checked it; it's no good. But what I did find in my basement actually it was my bomb shelter. I no longer have a bomb shelter. It's going to be the last time I refer to my bomb shelter. The thing I found, the bomb shelter was like a real grow light because one of my my hairdresser, actually her mother, when she does seeds starting in like February, seeds are so fragile and you have to do it in basically egg cartons and, and get them kicked off soon before you move them outside. She recommended getting a grow light for that because February in this area is so cold that they would really appreciate a nice grow light. So I have a never been used grow light. I might become that person who does seed starting and then like has exotic plants in my beautiful garden. I would like to be that person. I would like to be mini Martha Stewart with like heirloom carrots that are purple, just growing in my yard, but we'll see. We'll see if these dreams come to fruition at all. So the next thing that we hadn't really talked about was some of our Insta followings. One of the things that Slajana got into was half-baked harvest on Instagram. She cooks because of her all the time now. I'm not following half-baked harvest, But Slajana was the one that was trying to make her own sourdough. Listeners may remember how she tried a couple of times to make her wild yeast sourdough. So this kind of matches her motif where now she's become a beautiful person in her own in London and is now trying to make her all the things. I have cracked open my cookbooks again. I made a pampered chef recipe the other day when my in-laws were here. So... There's that that I've done, but I find that what cookbooks are really good for are just reminding me that there's something other than spaghetti and meatballs to feed my children or mac and cheese or salsa chicken to just throw in the Instapot. What did I make the other day? I made curried chicken in the Instapot. It it impressed my mother-in-law very much. It really is just curry powder that you need though. And I now have these delightful spice racks. So you pull them out from I guess it's it's the kitchen island. Maybe I'll make a video of this and put it on Insta because I'm not I'm not sure I'm describing it very well. But you pull it out like you would a drawer, but it's actually like a two-foot drawer that you're pulling out. So you can see on like five racks, maybe only three. They're the spices. I'm trying to figure out though, how do you figure out where your spices are? I guess you just have to label them a certain way, but it's much better than the system I had before, which was just throw them in a pantry and all you look at is the top of them and you would have to label them on the top. So that's already an improvement. And then I know I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I finally finished the binge worthy home edit. And it was great. So it's these two ladies. You can find them on Instagram. They're home organizers. It was perfect timing because I'm doing the Swedish death cleaning. I'm trying to organize my house. And they do very rainbow-themed things. They also are big fans of clear containers. I refuse to buy containers. It's just who I am. But when my mother-in-law was here, she likes buying containers. And I'm not gonna say no to someone buying me containers. It's just I myself, I'm like, but I can make a cereal box into a container. I could, but it ruins the point because the whole point of the clear containers is that you see what's in it. So you don't lose things, which is my problem. I lose things all the time because I put it in a box. Like the other day, I opened a cereal box and there were cookie cutters in it. Why were there cookie cutters in it? Eh. It made sense at the time. And they're all in one place. So I thought I would hear them jiggling around in there and would figure out what it was. It didn't work. Past Lisa. She didn't give that memo to future Lisa. So she had to actually open the box. The home edit ladies are enjoyable in some ways. But my friend, Kathleen Karen, pointed out she saw a picture of their rainbow Color coding of books, so to give you a perspective, if you looked at the bookshelf and it was all filled with books, it looks like a rainbow from like red to yellow to orange to green to blue to violet. It looks pretty, but I too, like Karen, was like, "I don't understand. How do you know where the books are? This doesn't even make sense. And it doesn't make sense unless you have children. Because one thing I don't understand about color coding for adult books, and I've seen them color code adult books, is how am I supposed to figure out, like, how would I know what pink book is, you know, my trashy romance novel that I'm reading versus my blue book, which is my favorite oatmeal comics. And I want my oatmeal comics to be right next to each other. And for those that don't know, the oatmeal is one of my favorite web comics, and he's also a real book writer. He's very funny. Five reasons to punch dolphin in the nose and why bears don't wear underwear. Those are his two books that I own. I would want them next to each other, but one is green and one is blue and it clearly wouldn't match that spectrum. So for funsies, I did it for one of my kids' shelves. It does look really pretty. It only took me 30 minutes to like lay out their books and just kind of chuck them. You can be very cavalier with it. like I'm not matching it like with the hues, like blending seamlessly. But I also never know where my kids' children's books are either. And I didn't believe the home edit ladies when they said children put books back easier if you color code them because they do it by color and it's easy for them. I will say my sons, who sometimes don't like to put things away, liked putting the books away because of the colors. So I'm probably going to do that for a few more of their shelves and it looks pretty and then it's not messing up my adult books. But if you do it for adult books, I I, I find it fascinating. How do you figure out what books are where? I would just constantly be searching. It's like when my husband puts my books away, And I'm like, why would you put them in this order? It would never occur to me to do that. This seems like crazy anarchy, and I don't appreciate it. I love some good organized chaos, but this is ridiculous. So Home Edit was one of the things I binged on Netflix recently. Also, I'm binging The Vow. I think I may have mentioned this before, but it's an HBO special. And it is, I think it's pronounced NXIVM, N-X-I-V-M or U-M. It took place in New York. It was a self-help positivity group. It would definitely be something that me and Slydrena would have looked into and been like, these people are so happy. It turns out they're a little cultish though, and you kind of live there. The guy who started it, I guess he's charismatic, but I kind of feel like he looks like a big nerd. And when you find out that there's a sex cult that he started attached to it, you're like, I don't understand this. So I'm very fascinated. It's, I think I just finished episode five. A few other listeners I know were really interested in this. Gosh, it's just so good. Just so good. The other things I'm watching is Cobra Kai. And something I started for only like 10 minutes was Enola Homes. It is trending on Netflix. It looks great. And then for all the moms out there, if you have not started watching Troll Hunters, this came highly recommended to me from a couple other moms, specifically Catholic Karen. And if you have kids... Troll Hunters is really good. In fact, I would get upset if I missed an episode. And then the series ends, and you're like, wow, I really wish I had more. Well, good news. Guillermo del Toro, who helped create the graphic novel and produce the show, also created two spin-offs, Wizards of Arcadia and Three Below, which have characters from the show. It has lasted us months when, and the episodes are, you know, 20, 30 minutes. So they're very chunkable right before bed or in the middle of the afternoon when you just need a quickie to keep the kids occupied while you do some brain dumping of yourself works out great. So if you haven't picked up on that, highly recommended. And if you don't have kids, no one's going to judge you. We won't tell anyone. So those are just some things that we wanted to share that don't always come up in our regular podcasts when we're doing words of the week. Some of the things we would love to hear from you guys is what do you think we're doing in our free time that we're not revealing to you? Do you want to know about our snacks? I just got the best housewarming present, but I'm going to wait for our next word of the week to talk about it. But if you want to know what subscription boxes me and Slajana subscribe to, if you want to know what products have changed your life, let us know. We're going to be creating these bonus episodes and we want them to be interesting to you as it is interesting to us. We will also be revealing our next word of the week. So the next word of the week is celebrate. So tune in next week when Slajana and I talk about our two weeks by living by celebrate. And hopefully you can live a little bit with us. Until next time. LOL.